anonymous snitch hot anonymous protocol violation hotline. Please report your violation now. Yeah, hello. I'd like to report Tim Hardaway Jr. for cheating in spike ball. I never touched the ball. Um, yes, well, how do I put this? Everything in my room and locker is labeled Luka Doncic, and I'm not Luka Doncic. DJ Dwight, DJ not Luka, coming at you with the Disney dr 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 drops? Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd like to report Boban Marjanovic. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. He didn't cheat on the quarantine. Is, is there a rule about cheating on a best friend with a, a younger, better player? I mean, Bobby and Toby. That makes sense. Boban and the Don? Oh, okay. Actually, no, I hear it now. That's that's pretty good. It's me, Mario. I'd like to report a missing Luigi, but I saw him in a Mavs jersey that says Baria on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is Michael Carr, Kid Gilchrist. Can you guys help me? No, I'm not even in the bubble. I'm at the front gate. Can, can you just open the gate? I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The NBA back, bro. The one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Whew. That snitch uh, hotline. Hot. Is is hot right now. <laughs> Mavs basketball. This week. This week. I mean, the. <laughs> We've been waiting for this day for a very long time, and here we are. That I mean, we know it's a scrimmage. A lot of people are saying, hey, like 12 days away or whatever to the actual first game, like regular season game. We don't care. We're counting the scrimmage. It's Mavs basketball. <laughs> We're counting it. It's happening in four days. We're Let's counting go. it. Yes. This is So as you're listening to this, this is day 131 with since the last Mavericks game. We're counting Oof. this scrimmage game. We're counting it. Just like we would count Fan Jam or whatever. We're, we're counting it. We're excited. Mavs basketball is back. We're excited for everybody. Hopefully, a lot of you listening are back. And you guys, you guys decided not to listen to us during the quarantine. We get it. We came up with all kinds of stuff. We love the guys, the people that stuck with us all through this layoff and everything we're appreciative of all those people that stuck with us all the people all the hotties on hot mic that stuck with us all that and uh but today hey, mark mark davis is back oh gosh <laughs> i thought i thought that was gonna be the raiders owner that <laughs> there's this there's this guy on twitter that is uh is i guess going after isaac <laughs> going after whatever anyway <laughs> Completely. Q- Cuban quote tweeted him, but I was just saying you were talking about people being back, and he said he's ready, he's back, but only oh, if things go his way. Oh so. boy! If you're listening to the podcast, uh, get your underwear out of a bunch. All right, today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, on today's show, we are going to be hearing from Rick Carlisle, Seth Curry, JJ Barea. And those three, we're gonna be listening. You're hearing from those three on. Well, there's so many people that spoke over the weekend, but we can and, only and pick- me. 
and Isaac Harris. We're only going to be hearing from just those three because they have so much good stuff to say. Carlisle talks about the scrimmage and what he is anticipating to, you know, what he's going to push or what he's going to try to do. Uh, playoff mode. We're talking, have a lot of playoff talk. Then a couple of pretty good questions about the, the comparison between Luca and Dirk from Carlisle and Berea, who are both around Dirk for a long time and are now around Luca. So that's some good stuff to hear. And then talk about the NBA becoming positionless from Carlisle and Berea. I thought that was really good stuff. And so we'll hear from all of them, all of that. Let's get into it right away. Isaac Harris, this is Carlisle's thoughts on how he's going to approach the first scrimmage. We've already talked about this a little bit, but here's a little bit more detail about how he's going to approach that first scrimmage on Thursday. We'll be looking at combinations. We'll be looking at our conditioning. We'll be uh, looking at, you know, how to attack different coverages that the Lakers throw at us. And, and uh, we'll look to change up our coverages defensively and study, you know, how we're doing, you know, with, with different kinds of things from, you know, base defense to switching to trapping scenarios and those kinds of things. So, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. it. It really feels and appears that this is timed out well. Um, for you know the scrimmage to ha- be happening when it when it is uh, this coming Thursday. So the Lakers playing the Maver- The Lakers are playing the Mavericks on Thursday. The- Carlisle, if you just listen to that quote, what he just said, without any real context, you'd think, okay, this is just a normal game. This could be any Tuesday night against you know whatever. But the fact that this is the first game back in like 140 days or whatever, like something like that, 130 something. Uh, I thought that it was it was interesting that he, it sounds to me like he's going to approach this as a real game that he's going to try and actually try some stuff. He's not going to uh, maybe stick with the playoff rotation lineup, but it sounds like he's going to try and combat whatever the Lakers throw at him. And I think spe- him specifically mentioning the Lakers, I think was was important because they might face that team again at some point if they win a round or maybe something happens where the Lakers drop down to two or you, you never know what's going to happen. So. Uh, I thought it was interesting that he said that they're going to specifically look at those coverages, try and change some stuff, or maybe you know, combat that. They're, they're going to put out, you know, all their different kinds of lineups they've been trying and, and put this team back on the floor. Yeah, that question uh, was uh, posed from Tim Reynolds, who covers the Miami Heat, and he actually uh, said in the question, he was like, "Hey, I talked to Eric Spolstra the other day, and Spolstra said that him and Quinn Snyder had a talk because the Heat and Jazz um, they play their first scrimmages against each other, and he said they had the two head coaches had a chat that hey, it's basically going to be I forgot the word he said, not scripted, but more uh, toned down a little bit. And they're like came to an agreement, kind of like what that scrimmage." is going to be like and Rick's response to it uh, was kind of funny he was like yeah they kind of you know they can do that you know they can handle it more of a friendly manner uh, because those teams are probably not gonna you know they're not gonna meet each other again (laughs) so they can do that and I just started like laughing out loud because I'm sitting there like oh low-key kind of low shade there from Rick of (laughs) hey no doubt that the Heat and Jazz will not meet (laughs) in the finals but uh but no it's like you said I mean those two teams opposite conferences Dallas plays, you know, the Lakers, a team that, you know, I mean, there's crazy, you know, what if Dallas moved up to five and they won the first round series, then they could play, you know, LA in that, that second round, or LA Lakers in the second round. So uh, I, I still don't know what they really expect from it, but shortened quarters, that's all we know uh, right now that we're, we're recording this uh, Sunday night at like 11. Um, 
it is not being broadcasted locally for Dallas. Uh, I'm anxious to see if that gets picked up uh, for, for Fox Sports Southwest, but we'll see what it looks like on Thursday. We will see. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, and we will have all the coverage right here post game. Uh, we're hoping to do a post game on Hot Mike. We believe it's going to be broadcast on League Pass with. It's definitely going to be broadcast by Spectrum Sportsnet. That's the Lakers TV provider. It doesn't sound like the Mavericks are going to do anything on their side of the of the of coverage, but it should be on League Pass. That's my guess at this point. So, all right, here is Carlisle talking about Luca. He was asked if Luca is already in playoff mode. An ominous kind of question, but here it is. I could certainly sense that he um, he he's he's sensing that you know we're getting closer to that, and you know I just continue to see him raising the level of, of his game in all areas and, and refining his game in all areas, and uh, just going really hard. And you know when 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 the best players go hard. Um, you know, the whole team goes hard. And that's uh, that's one reason we've had really terrific practices here from, from start until now. I thought that was great. He can, he can sense he can sense it, and he can sense that th- this time is coming. Also, J.J. Barea said, did a quote to uh, – did a quote said, – said something to Dallas Morning News. He said the NBA championship was fun, but this group is fun, man. When you get your leader in Luka, and Luka's a guy that he loves his teammates – He's always texting, hey, let's do this. Let's play cards. Let's go to the pool. Let's go fishing. It's all about the team and about having fun. In practice, we compete, and we compete, and we argue, and we get mad. But hey, we love being around each other. We love competing together, and it's fun. It makes it super fun for me, and it gives me energy, and it keeps me positive to play longer. So I'm excited to be here with this team. Talking about Luca as the leader on this team, and we're kind of seeing it in just the way that he can bring guys together with the camaraderie, that's something I don't think we saw at the beginning of his career or maybe even at the beginning of this season. But this is a very special situation where maybe that that leadership ability is a little bit easier for him because he's been in situations like this where you know he talked about it in you know the Euro Championships or whatever, Eurobasket, where his team was all in one place, you know, where he could, um, you know, bring everybody together in that way and maybe he was he didn't feel like he, he could do that when everyone is in Dallas and after a game everyone went all their separate ways but now that they're all here and they're they're on one place they're getting all you know they're all together I just think that he's blossoming in a way as a leader at least from what we're hearing from Carlisle and Berea that we haven't seen before and that's awesome yeah I mean I think it just it, it naturally took time too I mean I think when your play elevates you to a uh, kind of a, a leader in a, in a sense like he put in his time he performed at such a high level and everybody knows he's the best player on the team and I mean even JJ Perea uh, I think it was earlier today uh, on Sunday who said hey Luca looks as good as ever uh, right now and demanding everything in practice and um, you know I think we'll get into you have the Rick quote as far as comparing him to Dirk right because yeah, we'll do I, I that think later. Yeah, because that that goes back into the leadership thing and comparing and contrasting the two, and it it is. I mean, you think about just Luca as a 21 year old leader, and how Rick was talking about how he's emerging not just the leader uh, of the team, but emerging as this vocal leader uh, on on the basketball court, and it kind of goes with this position, which Rick alludes to uh, later on that as a point guard, you, you almost have to, in a way. Uh, be the vocal, be a vocal leader on the team as you're running the offense and stuff. Uh, but it's 
it's definitely encouraging that year two, 21 years old, that you have people like J.J. Barea, a, a vet on this team that's been in the league for a while, saying, oh, he's no doubt our leader. And that that's really cool. Because, like, you think about, like, young leaders on teams, typically, like, young, good basketball players, they're on, like, bad teams, you know? It's like the, the teams suck, and it, it's full of, like, uh, I don't want to always harp on, like, the Hawks, but you think <laughs> of, like, some, some of these bad teams, they're full of a bunch of, like, young players that are still the developing. Knicks. So it'd be kind of like easier for a guy to step in there as the young guy, the best player on the team, and say, all right, let me guide you guys. But Dallas has some guys like Courtney Lee, J.J. Barea, Bobon, these guys in their 30s that they seem like they're rallying around this 21-year-old rookie on the Mavs. And that that's not – you don't see that all the time. You don't see it all the time. All right, coming up, let's get into some more quotes here. Isaac mentioned that we're going to talk about Carlisle comparing early Dirk to Luca as well as Brea. So let's get into that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris. RockAuto.com is the exact place you need if you're putting together a car or if you're redoing a car or if you have any projects with your car that you need to do anything that is broken that needs to be fixed needs to be replaced rock auto is the place for you it's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything you need every single part just think of a part they have that part I have all the parts, every single part you need, and it's a few clicks away, delivered directly to your door. You don't have to go out. You don't have to go to a brick-and-mortar store. You don't have to go all the way to a dealer. You maybe bought your car somewhere else. I bought my car like an hour away, and the dealer is so far away. I don't want to go all the way up to the dealer, so I can just call Rock Auto, go online, check out rockauto.com, and I can get that part delivered straight to my door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box that they know that we sent you Locked On right in the box amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right isaac harris so we have a couple more quotes here from uh one of them is from seth curry seth curry was asked about his first playoff experience i think that this is important when talking about luca this is going to be his first nba you know playoff experience and he's had experience in other kinds of playoffs, but this is the first one in the NBA. And so this is what Seth Curry learned, at least, in his first playoff experience, which I think was last year in Portland. Just the experience of, of being at a whole other level of basketball. You get to the playoffs. Uh, it might be different here, but especially um, the normal playoffs, the, the environment is so electric, and every game is very important and um, very scrutinized. The whole world is watching. So I'm just getting that, that playoff experience last year was key for me. It gave me a lot of confidence to be able to play well throughout those playoffs and make a big run. And I think um, a lot of young guys on this team are going to benefit from that playoff experience coming up. He believes they're going to benefit, so it's not a short-changed playoffs, at least in Seth Curry's mind. <laughs> I think the one part he mentioned in there, the whole world is watching. When we talk about the big stage of the NBA, you know, the idea that the whole world is watching, even if there's not a whole world inside the arena, like literally watching them inside and there's actual eyes on them, there's millions of people that are going to be watching these games and watching these guys play in the playoffs. And I think that is also something that, that helps a player grow as well or that uh, players have to step up and rise up to. Yeah, it's crazy to think that we could have we could have like record – I w- actually, I haven't heard anybody talk about this as far as like or, or what they're expecting for ratings-wise, but we could have like records rating stuff 
and it be the emptiest feeling in it in the gym <laughs> and it's gonna be like crazy but it's like you know it's like seth alluded to at the beginning of that he said you know it's a crazy atmosphere he said but I, you know i don't know what it's gonna be like down here it might be different this year as far as that atmosphere and stuff but yeah i mean everyone is going to be watching anybody who likes any type of basketball is going to be watching these games and um yeah i mean it's the highest it's a highest stage rick kind of talked about a little bit today about luca and just you know he's played on these huge stages before and he can you know like we was talking about a while ago is he playoff ready and he can see it in his eyes already so uh, luca i'm there's no doubt in my mind that luca is ready for the bright I guess bright lights. I guess we can still say bright lights. The, the lights, lights will still, will still be, be there. Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to turn the lights down. The bright lights and uh, everybody watching on TV. Yeah, like the stage is still going to be big. Maybe the atmosphere inside the building won't be as electric as it would be with fans, but the stage is still going to be big, right? I think that's part of what we were talking about earlier. And speaking of a big stage, J.J. Barrio was asked, what do you think about the Mavericks' chances? And I thought his answer was interesting. Yeah, no question. We got a great group of guys, great team chemistry. We do everything together. We have a lot of fun on the court and especially like you've seen off the court and then our best player man our best player Luca he's the way he's playing right now uh, we got if we have him on our team we're gonna have a chance uh, KP is a it's a different type of talent that nobody has so and, and I think we got a great team around them so yeah definitely we definitely have a chance uh, we stay healthy we're gonna we're gonna give it a go and we do we look great in practice uh, uh, Luca looks better than ever, so uh, definitely we have a chance. That's a quote right there that'll get you excited. If that quote doesn't get you excited and you call yourself a Mavs fan, just end the podcast right now because <laughs> he he just said this is a guy that has won a title, right? He has he has gone to the mountaintop, beat LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, the big three. He beat them at the biggest stage that everyone watching. He beat them in a, you know in a normal circumstance, all that kind of stuff. Beat them for real. Won a title. He is NBA champion J.J. Barea. He just said, as long as we have that guy, Luka Doncic, on our team, we have a chance. That is that is a huge statement in my mind. Oh, 100%. Just the, the fact that he laid it out, a guy like that, which, you know, there's a way... Uh, I, I do want to push back a little bit because I feel like some people would be like, all right, well, what was the question, you know, or like, what was he supposed to say? We don't have a chance. And I, I think there are ways of answering this question and not going as far as he did of saying, yeah, we we have these. Because when you look at, you know, teams that do make it that far, even looking at like Portland last year, making it to a Western Conference, you know, finals, you got to have a superstar. You got to have a, da- a Damian Lillard uh, to lead you there. You got to have some good supporting cast. You got to have this. And, and he laid out what Dallas has and you know he talked about the team chemistry a little bit and I think that was the basis kind of that question of like how the chemistry is with the team and how you know their their chances and stuff because of just how tight they are and just everything and I mean we've we've harped on this uh over this past week or so that they're the most fun team in the bubble like everybody is enjoying everything that they're doing every day it feels like they're doing something new they're playing pickleball have you ever played pickleball no, is that different than they were playing spike ball? I didn't see them play pickleball. Yeah, so they so it was JJ, which JJ and Luca seem like they're already always teammates, and 
They were playing pickleball against DK and somebody else. Uh, but yeah, I mean, playing pickleball, spike ball. Uh, they're going fishing all the time. Um, what else are they playing? They're playing cornhole. There's a picture that Luca just posted today of him and KP in the in their ice ice baths, setting out on the grass together. <laughs> uh, it's like little kiddie I mean, pools. They were sitting outside. Yeah. In. <laughs> It just, man, it just seems like the, you know, even like what you're saying earlier about JJ saying that, uh, you know, that Luca Texas, you know, Texas the team and it's like, hey, let's go do this. Let's hang out. They just love being together. So it, it that chemistry, it doesn't hurt. And the fact that they have a makeup talent wise and pieces around them, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, you have to get excited as a Mavs fan, especially hearing it from JJ Barea. Come on. He's been there, he's done that. Man, the maps, maps have been so fun. The trick shots. I mean, there's just things that you just every day you can come up with with some more stuff. Fishing, <laughs> the Boban and and Luca, and then Bobby and Toby like reuniting yeah. from a distance. You know, there's all that kind of stuff. Man, it's just been. I think it's just been it's been great. Okay, I want to get to these last couple of things, and um, this is Rick Carlisle being asked if he sees any similarities between early Dirk and early Luca right now because he he did not coach him he did not coach early Dirk I think for some of our younger listeners uh he was around he's been around the league though he was a player he was coaching Indiana I think he was even coaching Indiana I think he was coaching Detroit when Dirk was a rookie and then he coached Indiana and then he's he's been a coach in the league so he's had a scout Dirk he's been around the league he coached Dirk a long time and then he was asked is there any similarities between Dirk and Luca well an intense desire to win um an intense uh, desire to be a great teammate and to be um, you know, categorically a leader, but in his own way. Uh, Dirk was more of a quiet leader. Uh, Luca's Luca's emerging as uh, you know a, more more of a vocal leader, probably categorically than than Dirk was, and and it's not surprising simply based upon the fact that. The positions are so different. You know, when you're the point guard, um, I mean, you have the ball and, and you know, everything kind of runs through you. And so, uh, you know, as we've gone on in practices here, uh, Lucas done a great job of, of leading, um, you know, the entire team, leading whichever team he's on on a, on a given day. We're, we're doing a lot of changing the teams around. Uh, first two or three, we had you know our projected starters together, but then we've we've changed it up since, and we've we've kind of found a new level of competitiveness as these guys have uh, gone back and forth, and uh, you know with a lot of a lot of a lot of trash talking and stuff like that. So it's been been a good few days of practice here. It's incredible. It's incredible. Who's trash talking? I want to know who's getting because like Wes was like prime candidate when he was on the team. Like, all right, I know Wes probably went at Luca in practice. Who's trash talking in, in practice right now? Man. I mean, besides Luca, Luca's say, definitely Luca, talking smack. Man, it's so it's they all seem so quiet. Like Tim, Dory, and Seth, they all seem really quiet, right? Maxi doesn't seem like he's a big talker, but I guess he could. The thing is, Boban. though, there's always those people that. Once they get comfortable in a group, then they just become vocal, and it's yeah. only them in the in there, right? Like there's no one else in the the practice yeah. court right now. I mean, it's just a co- just a couple coaches, couple trainers. They couldn't bring everybody, so there's only a certain amount of people in there. So we might see some comfortability we haven't seen. All right, let's hear from JJ Bray on the exact same question about Dirk and Luca. Well, uh, they're different players, man. Uh, 
the talent is up there, similar, uh, different positions. Uh, the thing I see, the, the competitiveness in both of them, uh, even in anything they do, Dirk used to love competing in practice. Luca loves winning everything in practice. Uh, but the talent level, the they want to they, they want to be the best player on the floor every single day, every single time. Those things are similar to, to when Dirk was uh, was young and, and getting to his to his prime. So stuff like that. But they're 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 different different type of persons. I like the competing in practice. I think that's such an important key aspect that we hear from every like, great NBA player, right? Competing in practice, being there, um, you know, being like wanting to win at all costs at everything. I think that's just that's one of the traits that we hear about some of the best all-time players. So, uh, man, I thought those quotes were awesome to look back on. And hopefully in like 20 years or so, we can look back on those quotes and say, yeah, they're completely right about this guy. Yeah, and I thought it was really interesting – Rick talking about the difference of uh, just how how vocal Luca is and how they they were both leaders on the team, but in their respected ways. And it just shows you that leaders come in different like ways in different fashions for professional sports teams. Some people are like talkers and stuff, and how Luca already at twenty one is the leader of the team, like Dirk was for so many years, but he leads in a different way. He's more vocal. He talks more. But like we alluded to earlier. Rick talked about how like that's kind of because of the position. You know, Dirk didn't run point. He didn't run the offense. Luca does, and he almost has to uh, be more vocal as a point guard of a team. So yeah, I just yeah, I thought all of that was fascinating here. And both of those two guys, if there's two guys uh, that's at that place, uh, maybe yeah, maybe if we talk to Casey Smith or DK or some of these guys that I would want to hear compare Luca and, and uh, right. Luca and Dirk, it's Rick and JJ. So I like that. Maybe Donnie Nelson. Yeah, well, I meant like there at the bubble. Donnie will be there, I bet. All right, here is JJ Barea talking about Luca as the future of the franchise. He was, at, I think, the question was asked. You know, how do you see the future of this franchise, and does the future look bright for this team? The future. The future of the mass franchise. Oh, it looks great, man. Uh, uh, anytime you, you got one of the best players in the NBA as, 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 is 21 years old uh, and that's the best player on your team and uh, he's only going to get better and that's a crazy thing to say and then uh, and you got a talent like KP right behind him uh, in a different position uh, they're both young and, and hungry and and I think we you know the, the Mavericks uh, starting from Mark Cuban all the way down they do a great job of putting teams together so that the future is, is bright and it's going to be really good at the next couple of years. The future is bright. Call them one of the best players in the NBA at age 21. So it's not just us hyping him up. I mean, I guess his teammate would hype him up too. <laughs> All right. no, I lo- yeah, I love that quote. I mean, when we talk about this, how young this duo is, and I mean, we talk about the Mavericks every single day. So um, it, it's cool just to hear somebody like JJ that's, you know, realistically on the way out you know over the next you know a few years probably and just hearing him talk about just the future and how much he respects the franchise and yeah just the foundation that's built for the next hopefully decade absolutely all right coming up let's hear from carlisle and jj bray about the positionless nba that they are currently in and embracing all right, Isaac, let's hear from Rick Carlisle. This is a question about the positionless NBA and how he embraces it and how he would like to utilize more positionlessnessness uh, for the maps. Yeah, it's important. 
um, really just to start with, um, you know, so many teams now play a five on the perimeter scenario where all spots are interchangeable. Um, you know, we're similar, uh, but you know, with our with our numbers being down, with you know Powell unable to to, to play and uh, Collie Stein not being here, um, you know, it's uh, we're going to have to be ready to to be creative. Like today, we had a scenario where you know Finney Smith was playing some five during practice. Um, he's got a good feel for it. He's got a good feel of mixing up, you know, rolling and popping and you know, shoot the ball really well. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to look at all that stuff and who knows, maybe, maybe we'll get a, you know, a, an alignment out there with all guards, you know, we'll have to see how things go. Of course, he had to throw in the all guards thing at the end because that's just his dream, right? That's just his <laughs> dream to have all guards. Such a Rick Carlisle thing to say, <laughs> but I, I did find the the thing that stood out for me on that is is Dorian and the fact that they've ran him at the five some and uh, really when you think about like the roles that the four and five man play, honestly, if Dorian and KP are starting together in the front court, assuming Tim and Seth is starting in the back court with Luca, I mean Dorian in, in a way will probably play the five spot. More than more than KP in the offense because KP is gonna you know be picking and popping and even though he's like so much you know taller and stuff but Dorian will probably play the you know the rolling part more than KP at times so it's kind of yeah and even when KP's off the floor what does their small ball you know lineup look like especially without Brunson if you have Dorian at the five uh, Tim Seth Luca. Who else are you throwing out there? Justin Jackson, maybe. Which Justin, man, he is lifting the weights in the gym right now. So I'm, I'm. That's. I mean, some of those workout pictures are crazy. Go to um, go to at Kirk Serious Face on Twitter to find. Uh, scroll down a little bit and find the Justin Jackson photo. It's it's incredible. But I don't know what like what else the. I mean, well, we haven't even talked about this on this pod, but uh, today on Monday, Michael Kidd Gilchrist uh, should be available oh. uh, for the, for the we media. Made it Thirty minutes into the pod without talking about this, this is something we've been speculating about for weeks now. Literally, we haven't. Yeah, we've been <laughs> speculating about it. I got an email today, and it literally was saying, "Hey, Monday, we're hoping to make. They'll let us know ahead of time. We'll try to make these players available." And it said Michael Kidd Gilchrist. I'm like. Okay, and then I checked the B-roll footage for today's practice. There's Michael K. Gilkers running on a treadmill. I'm like, welcome to Disney. He's there. And he, he's there. So uh, I don't at this point that we're recording, we don't know about if Trey Burke is there or not. But uh, we'll at least probably get some type of answers from Kid Gilchrist on Monday. They figured out the logistics. <laughs> Whatever the logistics yeah. were, they figured it out. So MKG is there, confirmed there. All right, let's hear from JJ Barea about positionless basketball. Oh, no question. That's that's the game right now. You got to know how to just basketball IQ, you know, know how to space the floor and know when to drive. Uh, there's no more like point guard, two guard, three guard, four, you know. Everybody's going to be spread out. It's going to be a pick and roll. You got to drive and kick and hit threes. Uh, but you got to know how to play without calling plays, without being – it's just going to be a random basketball and – and the, and the team who does it the best is going to have a, a great a great chance. I like how he said in there, you have to know basketball, right? Because sometimes we say, you know, oh, the NBA, all they do is run pick and rolls and all they do, you know, guys just stand in the corner. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to have a high basketball IQ to play, but 
You do. You have to know. You have to have instincts and anticipation and try and, you know, read people's, inst- you know, read people's tendencies and things like that. Like, you have to know basketball more than ever now to play. It's not just you go out there and memorize which, you know, path you're going to run on the floor when a play is called out, right? Like, they all, but they also have those too, right? You have those yeah. in your back pocket to do out of timeouts, to do, uh, you know, last second plays, to, you know, all those kind of things. You have to know both. Yeah, it's kind of funny when, I used to cover more Mavs gaming stuff for, um, yeah, for the organization. And I remember, uh, that's that the NBA, first, that's the NBA 2k league. So Mavs gaming is, you know, their NBA 2k yeah. league I don't, for people and, who don't know. Yeah. Yeah. For that. So for that first season, I was kind of in a way, I guess, kind of like their beat writer a little bit. And, um, uh, I remember Dimes like explaining to me these different you know, like systems and offensive systems that other teams would run. And I remember one of the, and it's kind of ironic that it's becoming even more popular in, in the NBA right now is this five out system. He's like, Oh yeah, they, they love to run five out. And they like, they all like kind of disliked it back then, but then the league like shifted more to its most, most teams playing this five out uh, because you kind of in, in a way you almost run less plays sometimes. And it goes back to what JJ was saying uh, like you just got to know basketball because when you have everyone on the court who can shoot a three pointer, you just try to bring, you just try to get past your man, and then you just hit the open man once the once the help defender comes. And so it's this driving kick, driving kick, driving kick. And when you have five people on the floor that can shoot a three, like Dallas is then like JJ was talking about, then man, drive kick, drive kick, drive kick until you get these open shots, open three pointers. If not, you're going to get a layup, and that's where. If you know basketball, there you go. That's basketball. <laughs> like JJ said, that's it. That's the whole thing. I, I know. Like really, I mean, I'm not like that is exactly what JJ was saying. Yeah. And I think it's made I think it's made the game better in, in certain ways. So there you go. Guys, thank you so much for listening to us, hanging out with us. We're back. We're still here. We're gonna hang out all week. And on Thursday, Mavs basketball is back. Hopefully we can all watch it together and then talk about it afterwards. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.